Welcome to I'm in my 20s, your favorite go-to podcast for candid, introspective, and inspiring conversations to help you make the best of your 20s. My name is Meg, and let's begin. You're placing this image of the kind of person that you aspire to be, and then it automatically helps you ensure that your actions are in line with that. So is what you're doing right now contributing to who you want to become? Happy New Year! <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, guys. And if, if you're listening to this uh, way past New Year, that's awkward. But hey, welcome, because I'm releasing this on Jan 5th. So hey, happy 2021, guys. Also, I'm sorry, I feel really musty right now. Is that the right word to use? Because I haven't recorded a podcast in a long time. I haven't spoken to a, you know, screen looking at my sound waves in a long time. So this feels kind of weird, but I'm trying to get back in the groove it, of it. So welcome to season three. We've got so many exciting things coming up in season three, and I cannot believe that we are already kicking off on episode 25. And today's episode is very relevant to y'all who are listening to this fresh in the new year, as you know. I've invited my amazing friend Jenna onto this pod with me to chat about New Year's resolutions, our mindset towards it, the systems we can implement to make them easier to reach, and a lot of unconventional approaches to this. So listen in for the non-fluff type of real concrete unconventional stuff about the new year's resolutions anyways before we go into the actual conversation today i want to tell you guys some exciting announcements and also just you know give you guys a brief update because we haven't chatted in like what three months so hey welcome by the way, if you don't follow my Instagram page yet at I'm in my 20s, that's where I kind of stay in touch with my listeners. So if you're listening and you're not following the page, make sure to go on Instagram and follow at I'm in my 20s to stay up to date with all the podcast happenings and blog happenings. But hey, I want to give you guys some exciting announcements. So first off, if you follow the page, I hope you really enjoyed the 2020 wrap up series, which I did on the page where I went through the six biggest lessons that I learned from the crazy year that we all experienced called 2020. And I will just summarize that really briefly here. But if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend you go onto my Instagram page and check it out and read through all these guides as well as the post where I share how these lessons apply to myself. But here I'll just summarize it. So number one, learn to love being alone. Number two, we are responsible for changing the world. Number three, opportunity lies in technology and how we use it. Number four, be comfortable with uncertainty. Number five, self-discipline is needed for success. And number six, family is everything. So go onto my page and check it out. I'm super happy and proud of this series and it was just the perfect way to end off a crazy year. And second exciting announcement is, which if you guys follow me on any of my Instagram, you would know I started a YouTube channel. Yeah, that's right, guys. So I started a YouTube channel in Jan, not January, in December. And as of right now, as I'm speaking on speaking this, um, I already have six full-length videos out on my channel and the channel is under my own name so if you search meg kuang that's m-e-g-k-u-a-n-g you will find my channel and basically i mean i'm still trying to nail down my niche because y'all like content creation is kind of difficult and you guys know if you've started listening to my podcast since the very beginning that it it's like it requires a lot of experimentation and refining things and trying to figure out what works. So my channel is definitely still in the experimentation phase in terms of my niche, my branding, as well as my overall videos and my vibes. So forgive me if it's a bit inconsistent at first, but I'm definitely taking this seriously and I will be uploading a new video every single Monday. So make sure to go onto YouTube, search up M-E-G space K-U-A-N-G and you'll find my channel and then you know, give me a subscribe and check out my videos. For now, right now as I'm speaking, my niche is, the focus is going to be on minimalism, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship. So, so far I've posted a couple videos about my productive notion setups, about limiting beliefs and mindset, as well as about the ultimate digital decluttering checklist and how to actually make your habits stick. So, 
as you guys know, I'm very focused on kind of self-development and lifestyle and mindset type of topics. So that is definitely the content you can expect on my YouTube. So yeah, and just like my podcast, my YouTube channel is definitely something that I'm a commit to and I am very, you know, loyal to my passion projects because I love them so much. So make sure to give me a sub and you definitely won't regret it. Now, third exciting announcement is more of just celebrating a win. So you guys would know this too if you follow my page. But since joining, I mean, since starting my podcast, I joined this really incredible group on Facebook called the uh, Asian Podcast Network, basically a community of podcasters from all of the globe who come from an asian background just to celebrate you know our achievements help each other out uplift each other and this december or i mean last december wow it's already 2021 um apn asian podcast network had their first asian podcast summit and awards their first inaugural award ceremonies thing obviously through zoom but wow it was so cool and then i submitted this podcast that you're listening to right now for a couple of awards i didn't think too much of it i was just like i'm gonna throw this you know shoot my shot shot in the dark and let's see what sticks right and it turns out Firstly, my podcast made it to the finalist for these two categories. And then on the day of the awards, I learned to my absolute surprise, pleasantly, that drumroll please, bah, 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 that my podcast has won silver for best social media presence and my podcast has won gold for best newcomer of the year which is ah, <laughs> so amazing oh my gosh it's such a big accomplishment and i feel so so grateful i mean i've already given my kind of welcome i mean not welcome <laughs> thank you speech ish super impromptu so if you guys want to check that out you can go onto my instagram page um scroll on the post where my awards is and there's a video that my friend took um, of the zoom where i gave my impromptu one minute thank you speech so i won't say too much here but i just want to say a big thank you to all of you and you who is listening right now for being a part of my podcast journey supporting me from either the very beginning or wherever you found me even if you found me from like the far future hi welcome thank you so much for being here and being part of my journey i started this podcast back in march 2020 and it came from a like 3 a.m super like you know spontaneous spontaneous idea way back in fall 2019 which feels like ages ago but since starting this in march 2020 it has been the most incredible passion project and that's why i pour my heart and soul into this podcast and i'm just so happy with how much it's grown it just surprises me like in the best way possible that right now I'm already recording episode 25. So yeah, you guys, you guys, you know, thank you so much for being here, you know, listening. If you're a guest, thank you for guesting on my podcast. Thank you. If you're a fellow podcaster, you're amazing. You know, thanks for, you know, whoever you are, whoever you are in this world, listening to this. Thank you for existing. You're an amazing, lovely human being and uh, happy new year. Hope you have a great year. Okay, that was, that was random, but I just, as you guys know, I'm very candid and uh, spontaneous when it comes to speaking of this stuff, so happy new year, guys. Well, I think that kind of wraps up my three major updates that I want to give you guys. Big CTAs first, follow my Instagram page at I'm in, I'm in, uh, bleh, at I'm in my 20s, subscribe to me on YouTube. M-E-G-K-U-N-G, that's Meg Kwong. And third, celebrate with me and be happy with me because the podcast has come so far and I know that this is only the beginning of this podcast journey. Who knows what 2021 holds? Who knows what the next five years holds? I know that this is going to just keep growing and reaching more people. It has already reached almost 40 countries across the world. So hey, if you're from a different country and not Canada, which is where I'm from, hi there from a fellow kind, nice, happy, excited, very polite Canadian. <laughs> All right, guys, that's enough of me blabbing. Let's get into today's conversation. Me and Jenna have an amazing chat today about New Year's resolutions and ways we can build systems to make our habits stick, as well as all the mindset nuances that goes on behind it. And we also pull a lot of really great insights from the book Atomic Habits from James Clear, as well as other tactics that we've learned because we're both pretty into self-development. So you guys are in for a great treat. Let's get started. 
Hey everyone, welcome. Welcome to the very first podcast episode of 2021. I hope everyone is feeling awesome about starting off this new year. And we're going to be kicking off this year with an awesome episode with one of my good friends, Jenna. And we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. So, hey Jenna, so happy to be speaking with you today. Hey Meg, thank you so much for having me. Yay! So, can you give our listeners an introduction of who you are and what you're up to? Yeah, definitely. So, as you guys know, my name is Jenna and I'm currently in my fourth year studying business at the University of British Columbia. So as a student, I just finished one semester of schooling. And I got to say, it's really nice being able to chill a bit during this Christmas break, take some time off to recharge, maybe use a face mask or two. I haven't done that in a while. Much needed. And then lately, I've been reading quite a bit just because Mm. I noticed that my bookshelf at home has been filling up and then I needed to spend time to go in and really check out the books that I have purchased. So then Mm. I've been spending some time with Amazon ordering books and I've been indulging in those books. So that's just a little bit about me. Mm, That's so relatable. I've been buying so much stuff from Amazon, but I like to hope it's useful stuff. I also filled up my bookshelf so much with books lately. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious, like, do you have a book on your bookshelf right now that you're reading? or that you're just like dying to read? Ooh, so right now I'm actually reading a book called Atomic Habits. It's a pretty (gasps) popular one. Yes, I love that one. It's so good. I'm halfway through and I am living for it. Oh my God, yay. You're going to impart some of James Clear's wisdom in our our conversation today, baby. (laughs) Honestly, though, I'm so excited. It's been super helpful, honestly, like really actionable steps mentioned in that book. And for those Mm -hmm. listening, if you haven't checked it out, I really highly suggest that you do. It's called Atomic Habits. And it gives you a new perspective on breaking bad habits, setting new ones, as well as keeping it for the long term. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, another book that I recently got is called The Defining Decade Mm -hmm. on Amazon, of course. And (laughs) so this book, it talks about why your 20s matter and why it's the most essential decade, which is a really interesting one because I often hear that 30s are important, 30s, it's the prime time, but then no one really emphasizes 20s as much. So then it's a really, I can't really say whether it's a good book yet because I haven't (laughs) read it, but I'm excited. I'm dying to read it. Wow. Thank thank you so much for that recommendation. Like I actually haven't heard of it, but I'm definitely going to put that on my list. And I think, I feel like you and I have very similar like kind of mindsets towards Mm -hmm. life and making the best of our 20s and productivity and like optimizing our lifestyle for like healthiness, habits, and you know, all that good stuff. So I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you today. Yeah. And yeah, like we also like met through solder, as you guys mm-hmm. probably guessed, because Shanna went to solder. I don't remember like when did we actually meet? Do you remember? <laughs> I think it was at the <laughs> networking event. <laughs> that is like the most like typical way to meet a fellow Solder Actually. student. Like we probably like shook hands like the first moment we met or something. Probably. Wait, no, no, no. It was I think it was um in one of the common areas studying. It was you and your oh. lip balm, right? <laughs> my lip balm wait oh yeah weird weird lip balm and then you and your weird comments towards your lip balm and I was just like wait oh my god I remember that now I had that EOS lip balm right and then it was like shaped like a nipple or something (laughs) it was that moment it was that moment and wait was that your first impression of me I was talking about my nipple lip balm it was you cramming for an exam and then talking about your lip balm I was seated at the same table and I was just like that is so relatable (laughs) that's so funny I love that oh my god it's been like a while now but I'm so happy that we met and connected and stayed in touch and all and despite this virtual uh virtual world we live in Mm -hmm. that we're still able to stay in touch also random plug me and Jenna did this radio talk like a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. yeah yeah with um one of her friends as well nick who you guys heard on episode 10 of the podcast i believe we talked about podcasting so if you guys are interested in learning about our podcasting journeys i think it's on citr radio if you check out the website it should be there but i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) it's there it's somewhere there (laughs) it should be there but anyways yeah let's let's get started talking about our resolutions because we um we love setting goals and reaching them. So let's talk about that. But first, before setting resolutions, I think a big step to take is reflecting on our past year and what we learned. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear about your perspective on this very interesting year that we've gone through. <laughs> what have you kind of taken out of this year and how are you translating that into your goals for the upcoming year? Oh, man. So this year, I'm sure we can all agree it's definitely been a whirlwind, a lot of sudden changes that we had to adapt to. 
And so this year, I think the biggest one was being able to find quietness in life and being able to grow through solitude, being able to reflect on what exactly it is that you want in life for yourself, not because the world tells you that you should strive for those things. And then being able to ensure that the goals that you're setting relate to your aspirations and what exactly you want rather than always using other people as a benchmark, which is what I like to say. And what that means is when you want to do something, always asking, well, would this person do this? Or, oh, would my peers want the same goal as well? Is it in line with what other people are thinking? And so I think this whole quarantine just allowed me to ditch all of that and focus on myself. Because Mm. after all, who's living this life, I'm living it for myself. And I think that's something that we should all keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So well said. I think I reflect that as well, just having the solitude and really listening to my inner voice and what I want out of life for myself, rather than having all these voices from the world, from Mm -hmm. society, friends and family coming at us, some of which are great, some of which are not so great. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy to hear that you got that learning out of this year as well. And how are you translating that into your New Year's resolutions? Oh, yes, that other part of the question. (laughs) So in terms of my New Year's resolutions, something that I've been doing these days is thinking about the type of person that I want to become, which is something that I'll expand on a little bit more in the later parts of this podcast, this episode. What I've been doing essentially is just thinking about... um, my learnings from 2020, and then making sure that my resolutions are in line. So then I try to bridge that into the kind of person that I want to become, whether it's a more organized person, somebody who is better at sparking natural conversations, making deeper relationships a priority, and then using that and really focusing on that. Hmm, I love that. So from my interpretation, it's like you learned a lot about yourself this year. Mm -hmm. And next year is your year to kind of put those learnings kind of into action, right? Definitely. I love that. And I'll talk a bit about my perspective as well. I think for me, 2020 was certainly a year of Mm self-discovery, I would say is the right word, because I learned a lot about myself, probably more than I have in a long, long time, just being Mm -hmm. in solitude. And I think that I learned what is really important to me and I'm trying to translate that into actionable steps that I can take for the new year, which I think when we're setting resolutions, we're trying to put our goals into action in some way. So we're trying to bridge that desire into action. So I'm really excited to see how that plays out. And there's a lot of different areas that we can group resolutions in, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about these areas. So off the top of my head, I'm thinking there's things like health and wellness, you know, career and business, um, relationships and friendships, um, Mm -hmm. like financial wealth and success, personal development, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So let's start with like health and wellness, maybe. Mm -hmm. What kind of goals have you set kind of in this area? And how do you plan to put that into action? Well, I can say that right off the bat, and for a very long time, I've always wanted to get fit, (laughs) for a lack of better words. And then in the past, I've always set the goal of, oh, by summer, I want to become leaner. I want to get abs by summer. Big fat lol. It never (laughs) happened. (laughs) So this year, something that I'm doing differently is instead of trying to set the goal of looking a certain way or reaching a certain body fat percentage, I try to change it so that my resolution is to make fitness a routine instead. And what I plan to do is to make it something easy, something actionable to begin with, such as having 10 minutes a day minimum to work out. That's about the length of one workout video typically on YouTube. And so by doing this, what I'm able to push myself to do is just make it a habit and to simply commit to actions that's going to build up over time. And then I like to believe that the results are going to follow. And of course, eating clean, making sure that my diet is balanced And I'm looking after myself and my body and my well-being as well. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. There's so much relatability when you said that, like, you know, we've wanted to get fit for so long. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the biggest New Year's resolution that I've personally been setting for like my entire life Mm -hmm. is to work out consistently and at the same time eat well, right? But of Mm -hmm. course, like, it's way harder than it sounds. Um, Like, I don't know if this happens to you, but I tend to get really motivated and have this surge of energy and think, oh, I'm just going to, you know, make myself go to the gym five days a week. And then that's totally doable, right? But then it's not. (laughs) 
Honestly, though, I can relate so hard to that one. I think especially in January, that's when the fitness motivation hits you the hardest. Like there's usually a surge in uh, gym traffic. Everyone's probably going to the gym a lot. They're all wanting that goal. But then over time, you see that as the months pass by, the traffic tends to drop down a bit. And then it's slowly it's like fitness who? Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. I, like, I imagine the people who work at those fitness centers probably like already expect this to happen every single. Oh my gosh, probably so sad. So the key here, I think, is just like feasibility and also mm-hmm. just making it something that works. Because I think what worked for me this year is just being a bit more like reasonable, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, I can work out fifteen minutes a day. There's no excuse for that. So yeah. I just do that Chloe Ting workout and. <laughs> Somehow it's like become a habit for me. So that's been mm-hmm. great. And I'm just thinking like in the new year, I don't want to plateau and just only do 15 minutes. So I'm just trying to in like increase that incrementally, whether it's adding like another workout, so like 30 minute workout or whether mm-hmm. it's doing different types of workouts or even hitting the gym once in a while. So yeah. that's kind of how I'm trying to improve in the new year. That's so good to hear. Good to hear that you're taking actionable steps, making it happen. Mm, yes. So in terms of like your fitness habits, you said that before it was hard for you to implement it. What do you think is the biggest change that you're doing to make it more actionable for the 2021 year, whether it's the way that you frame these or the way that you're gonna plan your timeline for reaching the goal? Um, I think definitely it's been being able to reframe the narrative as well as something that's called habit stacking. And Mm -hmm. so the idea of habit stacking was actually taken from the book Atomic Habits. Clearly, I love that book a lot. Mm -hmm. And basically talking about, let's say, reframing the narrative. In reframing the narrative, something that I found has been pretty helpful is instead of saying, I need to work out today, or I need to commit to my plans of working out because I have set that out in the first place. Instead, try saying I am a very active person. I am Mm. someone who values fitness. I'm somebody who values keeping my health up, being able to eat well and taking care of my body. These are things Mm. that I value. And then so what you're doing is you're placing this image of the kind of person that you aspire to be. And then it automatically helps you ensure that your actions are in line with that. So is what you're doing right now contributing to who you want to become? Mm -hmm. And then another thing is habit stacking. So this one is actually a pretty handy trick, I think, with regards to fitness and eating well. Um, Something that's really effective is being able to plant the habit that you want to build on, that you want to take on, which is either working out or eating well, and place it onto something that you already do. So Mm. for example, um, if you want to get into a habit of working out, something that you might say is right after I close my laptop and finish my work for the day, I am going to roll out my yoga mat. And that becomes a signal for it's time to get down to my workout and time to begin working out. Or Mm. if it's eating well or eating better, and you're trying to, let's say, eat more varied vegetables and fruits, eat, having a better diet overall, what you can do is saying, when I take out the cutting board, the first thing that I am going to grab is the fruit that I bought, and I am going to use it. So something like that. Wow, that's incredibly helpful. I didn't know these concepts before. So I'm learning a lot just in our conversation. And I'm curious, like, have you implemented those into your life so far, even within the past few months or few weeks? And how has that changed the way that you progress in building your new habits? Ooh, so reframing the narrative is something that I am currently doing. I actually started a few days ago when I began the book Atomic Habits and I was like, all right, let's get going. Time to create change. Yay. So I can say that immediately it has changed my viewpoint on things. In the past, I've always been the type of person, I don't know if you can relate, like when I do workouts, I would just be like, oh my gosh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. And be like, I am in pain, I am suffering. (laughs) And then nowadays, I see it more as, okay, it's time to work out because I value fitness. I'm someone who's active, or at least I make the effort to be active. And then that has allowed me to see exercise as a way of admiring what my body can do for me and not exactly what I have to put it through and the pain that might occur. So then seeing it as, you know what, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I have the ability to workout that I get to sweat after a good workout, take a shower, feel really good after, and that I'm able to take care of my body on my own. 
Wow, guys, that's some value bomb right there. That is some good stuff because the way that you frame stuff makes a huge difference in the way that we have the ability to achieve it. And I highly believe in the power of like mindset because Mm -hmm. I remember reading about how some athletes on top of practicing consistently to reach their goals, Mm -hmm. they actually have this mindset practice that they do mm-hmm. where they visualize themselves succeeding and just having this very positive mentality like oh like I can do this I can do this and mm-hmm. just approaching things through a lens of like oh like gratitude like this is good for me this is not something that I'm forcing myself to do but something that I love to do and yeah. then those athletes who have that mentality end up succeeding and I think this was related to someone who broke this like world record about sprinting or something like oh, wow. running a certain amount of like a distance within like four seconds or something i don't have the exact stat but you guys can probably search it up and find it but it was the person who literally like visualized them beating this record over and over and then they did it and then after they were able to do that the record was broken like more times over and over just because people saw that wow it's possible and they got rid of of the limiting belief that it's not possible and then it just Mm -hmm. became easier so this just goes to show how powerful our mindsets are you know absolutely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think this is called the law of attraction actually Mm -hmm. you visualize and then that's just the key to achieving Mm -hmm. 100 and i totally like do believe in the law of attraction too and Mm -hmm. i would love to do like a totally separate episode on that um if you guys are into it but yeah, like there's so many good tangents that we can go on. But yeah. let's go back to the reframing thing. Mm-hmm. I love your story about reframing the fitness thing too. Mm-hmm. And especially what you said about approaching things through a lens of gratitude when you said, I am thankful that I get to like, you know, work hard and make myself more fit. I'm thankful mm-hmm. for this body instead of saying, oh, like, why does my body hurt? Like, why right. does exercise have to hurt so much? Right. Mm-hmm. And just having that positive approach makes the experience so much more enjoyable and gets rid of the resistance resistance that it takes to actually do it 100% now moving on what kinds of other big goals are you working towards maybe in terms of like school finances career would you like to share a little bit yeah definitely I guess regarding career like any other student landing a job is definitely a goal and a priority for a lot of us I'm sure definitely So then something that I've been doing these days or what I'm trying to get myself into a habit of doing is just reaching out more to people instead of trying to be passive about it or trying to be subtle and saying, no, it's fine. I'd rather not inconvenience anyone. I would just apply online, something like that. So then being able to think about the strategy that I'm employing and then whether that is going to help boost my chances and then if not, not being upset about it, but then pivoting and taking another way, whether it's leveraging different types of people who can help in different areas, or being able to firstly learn more about it myself to make sure that I'm making the right decision. Just Mm -hmm. a brief thing. That's so great. I see a theme in your goals that a lot of it is even like a mentality change or a mindset Mm -hmm. shift, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm curious about like things like mindset shift is a bit hard to, you know, put on paper and have Mm -hmm. metrics to measure. So how do you go about determining whether or not you're successful in achieving these types of goals? Ooh, this one's a good question because I feel like in terms of creating the right mindset and being able to abide by that, I feel like there's always a feeling that comes along with it. Like mm-hmm. you feel better um, after certain things or you have a better outlook on something. For example, during the pre-COVID times, like parking, driving, commuting, those were things that often happened. But I noticed that in the past, whenever, let's say parking got a little hectic and then I had to rush, then I would say, oh my gosh, I had such a bad day. Why was it such a bad day? Well, because parking failed me. But then after a while and after being able to, let's say, reflect more on my day, have time to myself and being able to diagnose the areas that I think aren't going as well and finding a solution to it, I've been able to be more level-headed, I'd say, regarding difficulties and small obstacles that happen in life, such as if parking doesn't go well, or if something didn't happen according to plan, you know, it's not the end of the world, it's fine. And after all, it just ties into whether you're able to see things a certain way. So at the end of the day, like the day is either a good day or a bad day, depending on what you see and how you choose to view it, I think. Absolutely. I love that. Now, what kinds of practices do you 
put in your days nowadays to kind of work on your mindset. So as an example, I'll just share one of mine. Like I really love journaling Mm -hmm. and I think journaling through a lens of gratitude just has like gratitude is a huge thing for me. As you guys Mm -hmm. can probably tell, I love talking about gratitude and just being thankful for things. But when I journal through a lens of gratitude, I just tend to notice and appreciate and see the positive aspects of every single situation so much better. Even if something Um, on paper, it looks like it's negative happens, right? Mm -hmm. I can still turn that around and see the positive. So even if I have a bad day, I'll still gratitude journal and find like every reason to flip that around and make that positive. So that's kind of how I've like trained my mindset to think Mm -hmm. like that. So how about you? For me, I would say I've experimented as well with journaling, but then this is such a random excuse, but then I feel like my hand gets tired over time. (laughs) So I was like, I (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's so smart. Oh my gosh. But then something that I do is every day when I wake up, I will get up and then instead of just carrying on with my day throughout, like brushing my teeth and stuff, I'll start off by saying what I'm thankful for. Whether it's out loud or thinking, I would just say, start with thank you for another day. Thank you for another chance of being able to, you know, create purpose. Thank you for the ability to connect with my family over dinner and being able to sit together and just talk without the phone in the way. Thank you for the opportunity that I get to, let's say, take part in this endeavor and then giving thanks that way. Yes, I absolutely love that. Just having those kind of affirmations and even just saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. It's just like starting the day off on such a great note. And usually, you know, do you notice that when you do that, your day just ends up being a much better day, day compared to when you don't do that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Like whenever I do that, I also feel like I'm more mindful about mm-hmm. my actions as well, that I'm constantly thinking more about what I'm doing. And it's just overall, I would say I tend to become more optimistic in the day as well. Like mm-hmm. if something didn't go well, if crap happened, then I wouldn't feel like it's a reason to make me upset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so awesome. Love that. Love that. Mindset is so huge. And, you know, like, I think when we think about New Year's resolutions, sometimes we think about only tangible things such as reaching a certain amount of like, you know, financial income, or getting to a certain weight on the scale when you stand in it, or, Mm -hmm. you know, owning a certain item, right? And those Mm -hmm. are very tangible, very measurable. But um, I think me and Jenna, we're very focused on mindset because at the core of it all your mindset is the stem to how you experience your life and everything right Mm -hmm. yeah you know you can own as much stuff as you want you can reach your goals materially but if you still don't have that mindset of gratitude and feeling you know this growth mindset and all Mm -hmm. it's still not going to feel like it's enough which is why I think we're talking so much about mindset so I'm glad we're talking about this right now yes myself as well. Yes. So now I'm curious about like, when you set your New Year's resolutions, do you have a process that you go through to actually determine what resolutions you set? Or is it kind of just like a spontaneous goal setting that you do? I would say it's more of the latter. It's more of a spontaneous goal setting thing. Mm -hmm. Usually how it works is that I tend to spitball a lot of ideas. (laughs) So then whatever comes to mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's one area that I need to work on. For example, like being more organized. And then another one is, oh, yeah, maybe I need to become more diligent in terms of cleaning my room and my bathroom as well, making sure my environment is clean. Because nowadays with COVID, um, my family hasn't been calling the cleaning person over as much. (laughs) So then I was like, right, it's time to do it myself then. Some DIY Mm -hmm. project going on here. (laughs) So then it's really just a random way of spitballing things that I think are important, no matter how big or how small. Mm, I see. And do you find that this random way of doing it has worked really well for you? Or do you think like having some structure would make it more effective? Um, I think for myself, I haven't really encountered any significant issues from spitballing and thinking about what my resolutions and goals are from a random point of view. Or maybe if it isn't so random, it's just whatever comes to mind. Instead, Mm -hmm. I think that the structure should come in the systems that enable you to achieve those goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And different people set their goals in different ways. Mm -hmm. I know some people go through a very structured process of actually setting the resolutions Mm -hmm. i I can't speak for that either because i'm also extremely random when it comes to setting goals like Mm -hmm. i just think about oh like reflecting okay this area i need to work on this thing i need to work on so i kind of just work on those areas but Mm -hmm. some people go through a whole process of 
you know, writing down on a piece of paper, even carrying on goals from last year, right? Like, did I achieve these goals? And what areas of my life do I feel need more work? So for example, for these past three days, actually, I took part in this kind of goal setting manifestation law of attraction bootcamp from Catherine Zinkina. I don't know oh, if you wow. know her. No, I don't. Okay. But she, she's like, she leads like manifestation, babe. Um, mm. Yeah. Sorry, listeners, if you guys aren't into this like spirituality stuff. But anyways, like I took part in this like bootcamp and basically we did the session where we separate our lives into different kind of components, right? And the way that this way of goal setting works is you rate each component on a scale of one to 10 on how satisfied you are with that area of your life. And then you take a holistic look and see, okay, what kinds of big goals can I work on for the upcoming year that will increase the scores for my entire set of components for my life, right? Which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So there are eight different components. So I'm just going to list them off. So listeners, if you guys want to take this approach, you can definitely write these down and evaluate your life based on this. So number one, your physical environment. Number two, career and business. Three, finance and wealth. Four, friends and family. Five, fun, recreation and entertainment. Six, health and fitness. Seven, love life and romance. And eight, personal growth and spiritual development. So those are the different components that you can take. And the structured approach would be to look at this and then see, okay, now that I know which parts I lack in, how can I lift that up for my upcoming year? And I think another thing to remember when setting goals is that our lives kind of come in chapters, right? Like, for example, you and I, we're in this stage where we're rather career focused because we're about to be fresh grads, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Like we want to be able to secure a career, get some, you know, financial security, make sure our lives are set. Perhaps we're not too focused on things like fun and recreation just yet. Perhaps mm-hmm. we're not too focused on, I don't know, love life or romance or marriage just mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> and that's totally OK. It all depends on what stage of life you're at, you know. Absolutely. So when you're doing your goals, do you ever have a system where you like kind of actually measure how on track you are to your goals? For example, when you reflect on your past year, 2020, did you set goals at the beginning of 2020? And how did that play out throughout the year? Ooh, I would say at the beginning of 2020, I can say that I didn't set any goals that I would say required me to do a lot with it. So Mm -hmm. I'll elaborate a bit more on what that means. Like I didn't set goals where it was like, oh, do X number of things per day or get Mm. started per day. Of course, fitness was one of them. But then back then, (laughs) it was just about, you know, getting abs and stuff like that. So (laughs) that didn't happen. But then one of them did happen. And that was start a podcast. Yay! At the end, yay! So yeah, like that was something that did happen after a little bit of time, after some thinking, and then after a while of holding back as well. Mm. Because something that I wanted to do was to start a passion project or start something that would benefit others. But then I just didn't know what exactly it was I would feature and then the small details. That's so awesome. That's so good. Mm -hmm. And when you brought that up, I thought about how there's different types of goals. You know, Mm -hmm. the goal of starting a podcast is more of a larger like milestone type of goal as opposed to goals like fitness are more like consistent habit Mm -hmm. building kind of goals and over so many years of doing like goal setting and resolutions what would you say has been some of the biggest lessons you've learned about goal setting that has worked for you i would say that the best way to make them feasible and doable is by designing a system for it and what that means is being able to set yourself up for success whether that's designing an environment that permits it, such as if you're trying to make fitness a routine or if you're trying to cut back on the sugary stuff that you tend to eat a lot, if you have a sweet tooth Mm -hmm. like me, then it means optimizing your environment. So then getting rid of the snacks that you buy in your cupboard and then replacing it more with um, healthier options, getting more vegetables instead of, let's say, sweet stuff that you put in the fridge. Yes, the systems is like the stepping stone to the goal. Mm -hmm. And honestly, once I learned about the importance of systems, that's when everything changed, right? Mm -hmm. Because prior to that, I would have a lot of goals. Like, you know, we all have goals. Like we know about goal setting since we're like little kids. Like we're like, oh yeah, we love setting goals. Like I want to become famous one day or I want to make a million dollars, right? And it's really great to dream up goals. However, like if you don't implement a system in place and kind of just work hard without knowing, you know, 
how on track it is to the goal or how all the different moving pieces fit together, it's really hard to actually reach that end goal. And that's where like evaluating your system and putting in a system in place that you can follow and then you trust that the system is going to get you there is so Mm -hmm. important. And when you mentioned the thing about, you know, just buying healthy food and replacing that instead of having the junk food in your house, that is one way that you can set a system, you know, like designing your environment. And I'm not sure, is that something that James Clear mentions in his book about designing Like something that he mentioned was actually um, an example regarding fitness. Something he mentioned Mm -hmm. was he tried to eat more fruit, I believe. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. But then he said, instead of keeping apples at the bottom drawer in the fridge and then them going bad because he forgot about it, he actually got a bowl, put it in the middle of the kitchen counter filled (laughs) up with the apples. And then so that pushed him to have an apple a day and it also enabled him to see it and be like, oh yeah, be reminded of what exactly it is that he set himself up for. And then also Mm -hmm. just, I think, eliminating, like what I said before, snacks in your cupboard, things that don't really contribute to um, a better diet. Because I think a lot of the times it's really easy for us to go like, oh yeah, I know there are Oreos in the cupboard. (laughs) I just won't touch it. But then that is a lot easier said than done, right? Like it's absolutely definitely really difficult to try and stay away from it if you know that it's there. Like, sorry, human nature. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I've seen that play out in my own life too. When it comes to fitness, it's like putting my yoga mat literally within my eyes view right when I wake mm-hmm. up so that way when I wake up I'm like okay I have to lay out my mat and do some exercise today right mm-hmm. instead of putting it in like my closet in a very far corner that's hard yeah. to reach so just streamlining your environment is one of the biggest ways for you to reach those kinds of goals and um have you heard of the habit loop I have a feeling that I may have heard of it mentioned but then I don't know much about it deep down or like into mm-hmm. detail okay so the habit loop is basically cue routine and reward and it's the cycle that your habits go through and it's the basically the formula for you to build a habit Mm -hmm. so when you were talking about designing your environment that fits perfectly into the habit loop Mm -hmm. because you're giving yourself the cue right like when james clear sees the apple it's Mm -hmm. the cue okay i need to be healthy and eat that apple right yeah and then eventually as you do that consistently it becomes a routine and then your reward is your goal you're healthy right Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really awesome way to think about it. And, you know, I love that you've read half of the Atomics Habits so far. And I'm sure that after you finish the book, you're going to have so many more, you know, ideas and concepts to be able to share with people. I'm so excited for that. But what have been some of your biggest takeaways from the book so far? Ooh, there have been a lot, but I can give you the most meaningful one. And the most meaningful one is the one that I've been doing all along, hence why fitness was never something that occurred back then. And Mm -hmm. I think a way that we've been taught to set goals, as you mentioned, is like using the BHAG method, big, hairy, audacious goals, like mm. making a really daunting goal or setting a really big goal to push yourself to achieve it. But then what we're doing is that we're just saying what we want to achieve. There's really nothing wrong with that. But the issue is that there isn't a corresponding system to it. And so an analogy or an example that he gave that James Clear gave in his book was, let's say you're a coach for a hockey team like staring at the scoreboard hoping to get first place or lead the team towards getting first place isn't going to actually help you do that. It's just mm-hmm. a source of motivation, which is very much a fleeting thing. Instead, like changing the way that you coach, changing the way that you facilitate practices, the way that you manage people, the way that you manage your team is instead going to slowly push you on track into reaching the goal of winning number one, as an example. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the BHAG stands for what again? Big, hairy, audacious goals. Oh, okay. So is the concept like not to like focus on the BHAG? I think the concept that he mentioned in his book is to try and focus on what you're doing instead. So like the systems mm-hmm. that you adopt and then BHAG is kind of like a separate thing that was mentioned. It wasn't actually mentioned in the book, but then it was something from life from, um, I think it was Calm 101 or <laughs> an introductory business class where they talk about, you know, goal setting, uh, making mm-hmm. sure that your goals are very audacious they're very ambitious goals there's nothing wrong with that and then push yourself to go towards that Mm, yes absolutely i think the behave concept is great too because it is a big player in motivation Mm -hmm. because if your goal isn't big hairy and audacious then you're not gonna have 
enough motivation and drive to go towards it. Like, mm-hmm. for example, sure. if I were to set a goal of getting like, you know, 10 new listeners for my podcast next year, like just 10 new listeners, mm-hmm. that is so not behave. I'd be like, oh, that's so boring. I would like not do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if I set the goal of like reaching, I don't know, um, 10 more countries next year with my podcast, I'll be like, oh, hell yeah. That's like mm-hmm. a BHAG goal. And I'm so excited to reach it. And your mentioning of the system is so important because one, we have to have the goal in mind to have that motivation. But mm-hmm. two, you have to build the systems to reach that goal. So BHAG and systems kind of works together, right? To yeah. Mm-hmm. create the reality. So we're coming up to a great end to conversation, but I would love to hear... What kinds of wisdom would you impart on our listeners who are at this point right now where they want to set their New Year's resolutions and don't know where to start, or they just don't know why they can't reach their previous New Year's (laughs) resolutions? What would you tell them? Well, I think in that case, the first thing to do is to scan your environment. That's something that I highly suggest because often at times we it doesn't really come to mind, but then environments do play a really big role in your ability to follow through and maybe even achieve a goal. So an example is if you are trying to keep your room and your spaces much cleaner, then see if you are someone who has a lot of hoarding going on or a lot of cluttering on the surfaces that you spend time on. And then if that's the case, then is it because it's making it daunting? Is it because like there are so many papers on the desk that you can't even see the desk itself? So then being able to look at your environment first and seeing if it's helping you achieve your goal. Or maybe it's doing a cupboard cleanse, right? Like taking a look at what exactly you have in the cupboard. Is that contributing towards a fitness goal, let's say? Or whatever it is that you are trying to work on, check the environment first and see if your environment is helping you. If not, then try and look at the different areas that may be roadblocks or areas that are inhibiting your ability to um, move closer to your goal and then eliminate that step by step. And another Mm. thing is I would say when you come up with goals, which is something that a lot of people do, including myself, it's easy to come up with a whole long list of things that you want to achieve, whether it is getting on the dean's list um, next semester. Not, I don't think it works like that, but then basically... (laughs) getting on the dean's list, or if you want to um, reduce your body fat percentage to a certain number. And then don't forget to also set up a system. So what are you going to do to help push yourself towards that? Like in terms of study habits, is something about it going to change? Or will you be changing your environment and changing the way that you spend your days instead? So then making sure that you have also tangible steps that you can follow as well is what I would say. Mm, Absolutely. I think you just spewed the blueprint to having (laughs) success in your New Year's resolutions. And when you were talking about the environment thing, I think that's something that I used to overlook so much as well, because it's so easy also to just focus on what we want to achieve. But Mm -hmm. I think just as important to be reflective and look at the past and think what kinds of things in my life are being the resistance in me achieving that goal Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even just have to be your physical environment or items it can even be you know what kinds of people are you surrounding yourself with right yeah yeah like what kinds of books are you reading what kind of content are you consuming um even like what you do on a day-to-day basis like where do you go like what do you surround yourself with all these things have an impact on how likely you are to achieve your goal. They impact your mindset. They impact directly how likely you are to, you know, like go for a run, for example. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of evaluation that goes on. And I think that is such an important step to take as like the first step when you're thinking about how you can even build that system to reach that goal is to eliminate the barriers. So thank you so much for bringing that up. Like there's also another thing that I am hoping to mention, um, something about self-control. I know that when it comes to setting goals, a lot of us emphasize that, oh, you have to have the self-control in order to make it happen, or you have to have the self-control to stop doing something if that something is a bad habit. And what I read from Atomic Habits and a really good piece of insight that I forgot to bring up earlier was actually the best way to achieve your goals is to set up an environment so that you don't have to use so much self-control. So like, make sure that you use the least amount of self-control in order to achieve something. So for example, it can even be like something, as you mentioned, rolling out the yoga mat, leaving running shoes in a place where you can see it so that when you look at it, you're reminded and there's a cue that reminds you. Or if you have been meaning to start a blog and then 
It could be making sure that the window or like a notepad pops up when you open your computer, just so you are reminded of it, just small things like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well said. Well, thank you so much, Jenna, for sharing so much of your awesome wisdom and learning experiences with me today. I certainly learned a lot and I really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like there were so many awesome tangents we could go on and we're both so passionate about like, you know, goal setting, self-development, mindset and law of attraction as well. So perhaps one day we could have a future conversation about one of these areas too. Yeah, yeah. But for now, um, I would love to share with our listeners, like, where can they find you and check out your work and your podcast? Well, my podcast is called the Hey Gen Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at the Hey Gen Podcast, and then you can also find me on Spotify, iTunes, as well as different mediums out there, such as Pocket Casts. Awesome. Thanks, Jenna. And that's it for today, guys. And wishing everyone the best luck on your New Year's resolutions. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good luck. Thanks for having me again, Meg. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the very first episode of season three. I hope you guys really enjoyed that conversation. And I hope that you had the chance to think about what you want to achieve in this upcoming year and try to think of ways you can implement that, whether it's through the systems we spoke about or through working on the mindset aspect first. And if there's anything else that I want to say before we end off the topic of New Year's resolutions today is that with any kind of thing that's related to goal setting or reaching success in one's life, remember that it all depends on you as a person and what works for you. Definitely take the chance to experiment, try out different systems, try out different tactics, try out different ways of thinking, try out different ways of goal setting everyone is different right like we're all different people we can't take a blueprint and just apply it and expect it to work perfectly for everyone so even though me and jenna spewed a lot about how we set goals and reach them today um i hope that you guys you know take our stories as a way of inspiration and kind of refine it and tweak it so that it works for you so with that being said i hope you guys have an awesome year i mean don't don't leave yet we got a lot more episodes coming up but i still wish you guys an awesome year and i hope you guys achieve your resolutions and lastly before we say goodbye, I just want to end off with some CTAs as per usual. If you listen to, of course you did, of course you did. If you're listening to this, you probably listened to my intro, but I had a lot of great announcements. I'll just reiterate them here. Firstly, go subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want to learn more content or learn more about stuff like self-development, minimalism, entrepreneurship, mindset, productivity, all that stuff that I'm passionate about. I'll be releasing a new video every single Monday, as well as go follow my Instagram page at I'm in my 20s where I I post super consistently and deliver a whole bunch of value and lastly just be awesome just keep being awesome just keep being you thank you so much for listening and i will catch you guys in the next episode next tuesday bye guys bye.